If you are regular devotees of the shrine, you might recognize the fact that I am not a father of mercy. My name is Father Edward Looney, and I'm a priest here of the Diocese of Green Bay, and I serve in Oshkosh. It's a joy to be able to be invited and to celebrate this Mass uh, with you today in the absence of the Fathers of Mercy uh, who are away today. And a special word of welcome to the pilgrims who have come here, especially to the pilgrims from Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame Academy, are you? Or are you De Pere? Or, oh, you're from De Pere. So a special word of welcome to you as you come here. It's in fact what Mary wanted when she appeared to Adele Brees, to gather the children in this wild country. And so you've come, you've responded to that invitation that Mary extended to Adele and continues to extend to this very day. And also a warm welcome to those who have come, both from places near and far away, to come and to honor the Blessed Virgin in this place. The season of Advent, which we currently find ourselves in, really has two main focuses. The first, I would say, is the fact that we are waiting the Lord's coming. Oftentimes, we say that there are two comings of Christ that Advent is all about. The first would be the coming of Jesus once again in that manger in Bethlehem as we will celebrate Christmas Day in just a few weeks. But the second coming of Christ, we know, is when Jesus will come again at the end of the age to judge the living and the dead. But there's actually a third coming of Jesus that we don't often speak about, and that third coming will be here today, that in the middle of this Jesus' first coming and then here at his second coming, there's a point that Jesus comes to us in the middle, and that's here at the Eucharist as we celebrate, as we come later at this Mass in order to receive Holy Communion, that this is another coming of Jesus, that he comes to us in the Eucharist and in the Blessed Sacrament. The second thing to know about Advent is that there are key figures that we honor, key figures that we have recourse to a lot during this Advent season. The first, of course, being the prophet Isaiah. If you come to Mass every day, you've been hearing from the book of the prophet Isaiah. He's this prophet that really tells us about Jesus' coming, about preparing the way. The prophet Isaiah also was the one who said that there would be a voice crying out in the desert. And we know that there's a second figure of Advent, John the Baptist. And John the Baptist receives a little mention in our gospel today. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And so Jesus is talking about John the Baptist there. And we heard John the Baptist this past weekend as he was there baptizing in the River Jordan. And we'll hear about John the Baptist again this upcoming Sunday. So again, another central figure for our celebration of Advent. And the third figure of Advent that we celebrate quite often is the Blessed Virgin. She is the other figure of Advent. And that's very evident because yesterday we had the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. So there are these Marian feast days that are scattered throughout the season of Advent. So the Immaculate Conception yesterday, on Monday, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And now in the in-between of our, the Immaculate Conception and Our Lady of Guadalupe, today the Church honors the memory of the visionary from Guadalupe, from Tepeyac in Mexico, St. Juan Diego. It was actually on this day that those apparitions began and December 12th being the day that the tilma was revealed, and so uh, the celebration of that great feast on that day. 
The Advent season is very Marian by its very nature. If you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, for example, you'll hear all about Mary and the antiphons that are prayed. Or, as we get closer and closer to Christmas, the readings at Mass will be very much about the Blessed Mother. And it's right about this time that in my own mind I imagine that Mary and Joseph are now, you know, traveling to Bethlehem for the census. And so they're already on their journey in those final days of her pregnancy before she gives birth to Jesus. As we think about John the Baptist and Mary and Juan Diego today, there's a great commonality between all of them. The great commonality, of course, is the messages that they received. For John the Baptist, he proclaimed a message and others received it. He said, repent and believe that the kingdom of God is at hand. He always pointed towards Jesus. He said, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist points to Jesus, and so does Mary. Every time that she's appeared, she's always been pointing towards her son, Jesus. She's given that same message, convert, repent, turn your life around, grow closer to God. She's always pointing towards her son, As we come here to the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help, this place that commemorates the 1859 apparition of Mary as Queen of Heaven to Adele Brees, this is a place where Mary spoke a message very similar to that of Guadalupe, many years apart. But Juan Diego, who we honor today, uh, the visions that he received, we have to understand what he was experiencing in Mexico, that when he was there during his life, that a lot of people around him were not practicing the Christian faith, that they were practicing the pagan religions, they were even offering their own children to their gods. And then, just at a very opportune moment, Mary comes and changes his life. And he says to him, I am the mother of the true and living God. And he goes to the bishop and he tells the bishop this, and the bishop said, well, I want these miraculous flowers. You know, they can't bloom I want them now. And so the next time he sees Our Lady, he gathers these roses and he goes to the bishop and the bishop falls down and he thinks it's because of the roses, but no, it's because of the tilma, this miraculous image that is still on display in Mexico to this very day. This image that Mary imprints herself upon in order to convince others that she truly is the mother of the true and living God. Mary appeared to Juan Diego because she wanted people to change their lives and to hear that message of repentance and of conversion. It's the very same message that was announced here to the uh, young Adele Brees, the 28-year-old visionary, that as she came here and as she was walking along that path between two trees, the maple and the hemlock, Mary comes to her and says, I'm the queen of heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, and I want you to do the same. Historically, what was happening at this time? What was happening was the Belgian immigrants, as they came to this area and as they began to populate it, they didn't have a priest. And so they began to fall away from the practice of their faith. They stopped going to mass. They stopped all of their practices of religion. And isn't it interesting that on the day of October 9th, when Mary or when Adele is walking uh, to church, she's accompanied by her sister and a neighbor woman, not her parents, but others. 
So perhaps even they had fallen victim to what had happened in this settlement. But Mary comes and she gives this message, gather the children, teach them what they need to know for salvation. And that's what she does. Adele dedicates her life to that. The visionaries Juan Diego and Adele Brice are very similar. We think about the apparitions of Lourdes, of Fatima, of Bereng, Benoît, Pontmain, all of these different apparitions in France and Belgium, and they all happen and are received by children, by youth, by people like our young youth who are here from Notre Dame. Imagine if Mary came to you at this age and gave you a mission, what would happen? Your friends might think that you might be a little crazy, and that's what happened to Bernadette Subaru and to the shepherd children of Fatima. People didn't readily believe that something had happened in their lives. One of the visionaries in Bahrain, Gilbert Dejembray, uh, an apparition in Belgium, her very family, even her sister, never believed that Mary appeared to her. And so Mary appears, though, differently to Juan Diego and to Adele Brice. She appears to adult children, or to adults, to people who are mature in age, and she gives them a specific mission of helping to change people's lives. Juan Diego took that tilma and he walked around and he instructed the people and brought them this message that Mary was the mother of the true and living God and encouraged them to abandon their false worship. That's precisely what they did. These missionaries, the Dominicans and the Franciscans who were working in Mexico, couldn't convert the people. But Mary appears to Juan Diego, this simple, humble person, and it changes their lives. They accept the message, and millions of people were baptized as a result. When Mary appears to Adele, again, she's given this mission that only an adult can do to teach the children, and that's what she does, and she founds this order of sisters, the tertiary sisters, and begins to teach the children. Juan Diego and Adele Brice were mature individuals. They both ascribed to a Franciscan spirituality. They both became the custodians, the caretakers of the very places that commemorated their apparition. So as we come here today and we hear these readings for our uh, second week of Advent, for this Friday, what the prophet Isaiah says is true. It's the very purpose why Mary has appeared in Guadalupe and here to reiterate that message that Jesus proclaimed. The prophet Isaiah, speaking for God, said, I, the Lord your God, teach you what is for your good and lead you on the way you should go if you would hearken to my commandments. This is why Mary has brought these messages all throughout time, to remind us that God wants our good, that these rules of life, the Ten Commandments, the golden rule to love your neighbor as yourself, to love our God, all these things aren't just kind of crazy things that we should do, but that God wills them for our own good, that if we do them, we'll have happiness, but if we don't, then we're deprived of that. We're not happy as a result. And so then we go to the sacrament of reconciliation and have that restoration of what God wants to do in our lives. We focus again and allow us to hear that teaching of the Lord, that he wills what is good for us and that he will lead us on our way. It was truly God who led Juan Diego. It was truly God who led Adele Brees in her life and in their lives, in the work that they did. The message of Isaiah, 
the message of John the Baptist, the message of Mary, are the same message that Jesus continued to proclaim. It's nothing new. It's a message calling us closer to the Lord, especially during this Advent as we await Jesus' coming again, not only in the manger, but at the end of the time. These apparitions help us in a perpetual Advent to keep watch and to live a life worthy of God so that when the Lord comes again in glory, we might go out to meet him with all the saints and say, I have followed your ways. I have walked in them. I have listened to your message, and it's changed my life. It changed my life as it changed Adele's, as it changed Juan Diego's.